Hey guys, it's your host Zarya Hart, and I am so excited to welcome you guys to my first episode of Culture Crush. So let me give y'all a breakdown. Every two weeks there will be a topic about something that is happening within the black community. I will give you facts and info so you're not just sitting in the dark looking confused. Then after all the serious stuff, I'm gonna answer some of you guys' questions, like why white people shouldn't wear box braids? And why do people think black people are track stars? I can't run! I cannot run! It can be goofy, stereotypical, or serious. I'm here to answer your guys' questions to the best of my ability. It will be, of course, anonymous, unless you want to shout out to your SoundCloud. You gotta pay $5 for that. I'm just kidding. I don't want anyone coming for you because you asked a certain question. So for your safety, I am keeping it strictly anonymous. January 5th of this new year was a big day for many directors, actors, and actresses because it was the annual Golden Globes. Even though I personally just watched to judge and write the outfits of Hollywood's finest, lots of cinephiles were disappointed at the number of snubs for the big event, specifically with black artists. This year's Golden Globes were pretty much disappointing before the Sunday night event even began. First, it came Lupita Nyong'o, who executed one of the most difficult performances of 2019, who played a dual role in the hit horror thriller, Us. Sadly, was not recognized when the nominations for the Golden Globes were announced. Then it moved to director Ava DuVernay, hey girl, who did an incredible Netflix series about five black men who are wrongly accused of raping a woman in Central Park, was also snubbed. Despite there being lots of black talent being shut out of the nominations this year, there was still hope. We had Cynthia Erivo, Eddie Murphy, and even the queen herself. Beyonce. So, according to Golden Globe's 2020 winners and nominees page, Cynthia Erivo, who was up for Best Actress for her portrayal as Harriet Tubman, sadly lost to Renee Zellweger for her portrayal as Judy Garland. And then Eddie Murphy, who was nominated for Best Actor for a Musical or Comedy for his leading role in the film as Rooney Raymore, was edged out by Aaron Egerton for his portrayal of Elton John in Rocketman. Lastly was Billy Porter, who was up for Best Performance by an Actor in a Television Drama Series, which is of course his show Pose, lost to Brian Cox's role as media magnate Logan Roy on the show Succession. The night was pretty much a total bust when it came to honoring the thing that is black talent. I can say it because it's true. Every single black nominee went home empty-handed, including Beyonce. Also, anyone who is judging me for using the Beyonce effect, shush. Anyway, Queen Bee was nominated for the best original song for the Lion King spirit, but lost to I'm Gonna Love Me Again from Rocketman. And trust me, I am definitely not hating because Rocketman kind of bopped, but I still love Beyonce. And I just find the whole Golden Globes situation irritating and upsetting, especially with this year. I hope it wasn't done on purpose. I'm sure it wasn't, but it still kind of just sucks, especially when you think about how not one black person was able to say an acceptance speech. It just breaks your heart. And then I know... Earlier, I hopped on the Golden Globes page to see who all the winners were, so I knew how to make small talk with certain people and didn't sound pathetic. I looked, and I was scrolling, and they were all white. And it was like this moment you were, like, clapping for them. You're like, yay, them, but I'm glad you're recognized, but you kind of just like, well, dang. So, like, in those situations, who do you even get mad at, honestly? But, like, who do you show concern to? 
That's what I want to know, but I think I have an answer. So they're called HIFPA, I think. It's spelled H-F-P-A, but HIFPA just flows off the tongue better, so we're going to go with HIFPA. All right, ladies and gents? Wonderful. So it stands for Hollywood Foreign Press Association. The Golden Globes website describes HIFPA, HIFPA as 20 members who disseminate information about movies and television to the world throughout their various publications, that is, the world. Um, and the moral of the story is that they are the people who vote. And so after realizing they were the people who voted, I was like, what do they look like? Um, in Shalina Dore's 2017 Variety article, she summarizes her interviews with the five HIFPA board members. And all I can say is that they're definitely not white. Um, one is from Denmark and another's from Spain. And then there you got some Australia in there, Southern Korea and Italy. So not what I expected. Now... I understand this was 2017, so things could have changed since then, but based off of this, maybe HIFPA is not in search of just white journalists from the U.S. like we thought. But trust me, I'm not done yet, so listen closely. Elena Nicolau, in 2019, did an article with Refinery29, and she went into great detail on how the voting exactly works. Now listen. Nicolau explained that the members of HIFPA interact with the movies and stars first as writers, then as voters. I don't know if you are hearing what I'm hearing, but I'm just going to come out and say it bluntly, but basically if an actor or director has the charming personality, um, they have that pizzazz, then they're pretty much set when it comes time for voting. Um, that personality is going to stay in the back of that member's head. They're going to be like, well, I like them. I thought they were cool. They like what I like, so I'm going to vote in favor of them. And so I, I know some are, people are just like, well, they can't do that. They have to make an educate an educated voting. I don't know how to say that. You know what I mean. But this is America, guys. Just saying. I know if this is, the, it's probably not the case. I'm just writing stuff in thin air, but you feel me. But I'm just saying maybe talent is not what's really being voted on. I rest my case. What are your guys' thoughts? I would love to hear them. Do we think it's more about an actor, director's personal wow factor, or do we think this is a race thing? Or is it just an unfortunate coincidence? But for the sake of all of our heads not spinning, let's hope the Grammys and Oscars will show a bit more color. All right, as promised, I said I'd be answering questions, but right now I only have one. So if you're mad, get over it. All right, now let's get down to business. The first question is, why can't black people get dandruff? And your answers are in America, and it is. We can. I know, I know, you're falling out of your chairs, you're like, what? And your minds are being boggled. But yes, it is true. Black people do indeed get dandruff. I don't know who told me this, but they told me at a young age that no matter your hair type, the reason for dandruff is the same. And that's just facts, on period. Capital T. I'm, try I'm really trying to figure out who told me this because now I'm gonna be annoyed for the rest of the day because I can't figure out who. But maybe it was because in like the first grade, me and my best friend at the time were confused because we were the only kids in our class who did not have lice. And maybe the nurses or teachers then explained dandruff. I, I really don't know, nor do I care. So, awkward pause. 
Alrighty, so that I could properly answer this question, I looked it up on the beautiful Google. Google, yeah, you know what I said. Anyway, African American Jessica Cruel, who is a beauty senior editor for the website self, look at you, girl, wrote an article in 2017 about what causes dandruff. So here we go, this is what she said. Dandruff comes from skin cells dividing too rapidly faster than they are shed, and this is what causes flakes. Interesting. Then she went on to say that the overgrowth of cells can cause buildup on the scalp that flakes off, which is dandruff. Oh my gosh, guys, I am learning. We should like write a book together. I'm so freaking, freaking excited, yeah. All right, so to end off our dandruff journey, Cruel debunked this myth that I thought was certainly shocking, all right? I was like, my whole life has been a lie. All right, you ready? She says the number one myth is that dandruff comes from having a dry scalp. I know, she said it's a lie. I was so mad. She says having an oily scalp is more likely to lead to dandruff. The fungus that causes dandruff, which is called malesia, loves the oils your skin produces and thrives when there's more of it. So you know what this means, ladies. Stop putting coconut oil and olive oil in your hair. Your hair will thank me later. You're welcome. All right, this is actually all the time we have today. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed and got to learn a little bit today. This is your girl, Zaria Hart. Just a reminder to stay open-minded, and don't forget that we just crushed it. <laughs>